I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Welcome back to the movies. How the hell are you, Rye? Wow. What's happening, Hoops? This week, I mean, I was going to dilly-dally for a bit, Mm. but I feel like we should just get right into it. Tom Cruise in talks to join Quentin Tarantino's next and, as he said 4,000 times, final film. Big movie. Big feet. Loved it. (laughs) Tom Cruise is finally going to say the N-word on film. It's been a long time coming. He's going to be in a fighter jet, like, doing his own stunt. Well, like, he's hitting Mach 3 and saying the N-word at Mach the same three time. with uh, Margaret Quayle's feet on the dash of uh, the Top Gun jet. Uh, this is big news. Oh, yeah. And they've said it's going to be something of a small role, but... Uh, they say it's in talks, which when they say that, it's usually like close to a done deal. I was going to say, I think it's a go. You don't usually get fake Tom Cruise news. Like, I can't remember the last time he was in a headline that didn't end up coming up. Yeah, I'm like... He's not a tabloids guy. I'm like, it's not always when they say in talks mm. true, but just the way they phrased it. In no, the I agree stuff, with you there. It, uh, it seems like something that'll happen. And it's cool to imagine. It's, what a collab. As they say. I mean, I, I, I've notably always sort of said I don't love The Hateful Eight, but I must admit I've only watched it once and it was a bootleg copy from a torrent because mm. I found it before it was supposed to be released and I got excited and I watched it and it wasn't a good quality. And honestly, I think that ruined the, you know, the magic of it. And But other than that, I love all of his movies. Like Kill Bill 2 drags a little bit, I must admit, but every single one of his movies I love. And I love Tom Cruise. And if it's Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt in any capacity, and it's a movie about movies with a movie critic as the main role, like it's written for us. The movies, the movies, the movies. It is cool just like... The movies, the movies, the movies. Leonardo DiCaprio is making that movie with Paul Thomas Anderson right now. And now like Tom Cruise is going to be on a Tarantino set. Cool collaborations. I can be honest... You're like, who would have imagined right. Tom Cruise would be in a Tarantino movie? We're probably making more of a thing than it should be, but I'm like, this is sick. Even if he's in one scene for four seconds in like an Austin Butler in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood capacity or something, I'm psyched. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, guys? You, it's me, Austin. I'm, I mean, maybe if I show up to set talking like this, they'll throw me a little role, a little cameo. I saw a side-by-side of, speaking of Austin, of... His Elvisy like After Effect voice, and then the oh. post dialect coach back to his normal voice, and it's kind of creepy how much he transforms. It's also he's in a uh, Dune Part Two, which comes out in a few <clears throat> weeks, and he's voicey in that one. He plays Stellan Skarsgård's like space son. Wait, it actually comes out soon. Yeah, I was under the impression they bumped it to the end of the year. No, beginning of March. Oh, 
I think like March 1st or 2nd. Mm. I can't wait to pretend I loved it. <laughs> I can't wait to actually love it. It looks dope and it's getting like, everyone's like, oh, it makes the first one look like a piece of shit. Really? Like, this is the one. Who is the guy that's the, is Stellan Skarsgård the big fat scary guy, the monster? Who yes. like is in the in the puddle of his own filth, like Jabba the Hutt? Yeah, he's like floating around. He's like a CGI fat guy. And he has a wacky like, Burr. and Austin Butler's his uh, son and he's doing mm. like a Burr. He's in like the most outrageous amount of makeup imaginable. I bet you he literally is in hair and makeup for 12 hours to get that look. Yeah, that uh, I like people who are voice actors, mm. first and foremost. Like him and uh, Tom Hardy, they're always like doing a voice thing. Mm. Like, hey, I'm fucking... Tom Hardy's work in that Al Capone movie, Capones, uh, was... Tom Hardy has... His voice work goes so far where you can't even understand him sometimes. And yeah. that drives me nuts. Like, I wanted that Capone movie to be great. I wanted Venom 2 to be great. I pretended I liked that, too. I'm just a big phony. Venom 2 was bad. Venom 2 was real bad. I like yeah. Venom. Venom's a hot turkey. And I stand by that one. Um, Ryan, I don't want to take you down to the sports corner quite yet unless you want to go there. But I would be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that the Super Bowl is taking place today. I'm going to play a special sports corner theme, I think, Ooh. in honor of Football Sunday. Super Bowl is famously a time where they reveal a lot of movie trailers. Mm. That's why uh, I'll probably watch some of it. All right, men. Super Bowl can be kind of fun. The Super Bowl is today. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, who's in the Super Bowl, his father got a DUI mm. from drinking and driving. And uh, OJ Simpson has prostate cancer. Wow. That... Actually, OJ is here to chat with us about it. Is he? Mm. Oh, he's coming down. It happens. <laughs> I'm going to start chemo soon, and uh, I'm really going to take a stab at recovering from this cancer. Orenthal, that's, that's How you wacky. Doing? I can't believe this is happening to you. I There's no justice in the universe. This disease really is a killer. Uh-huh. If I... If I, if I, if I had it, if I die, I want my legacy to live on forever as the best quarterback in NFL history. Juice, I was hoping you were going to reignite the Naked Gun franchise, and I hope that uh, you get well soon and you can uh, rejoin that legacy. Uh, is he in the first one and two and a half? And three, I believe. Really? And then he cut his wife's head off and stabbed her boyfriend to death. Correct. You know, just walking around in his Italian leather shoes in a puddle of blood. <laughs> Fucking murderer. Allegedly. I hope your prostate rots out of your body like an avocado and just falls on the ground. Isn't it funny that he probably can't get hard? I'm like, I don't know what to do. Look out. It's not hard yet. Um, Bruce Springsteen, his mother is dead at 98. So okay. she's dead in the USA. Dead in the USA. Mm. That's good. <laughs> uh, what do you got? Um, Those are my top stories. The what do they have? The trailers that are expected to be shown during the Super Bowl. Ah. Deadpool three. Excited to hear some quirky <sighs> Ryan Reynolds stuff. 
I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm here at the Super Bowl. Fuck, I bet I'm going to break the fourth wall. Fuck, he's going to. He's going to do something where he looks right at the camera and he's like, enjoy your snacks. Fuck, he totally is going to do that. And he's going to have an aviation gin in the background or something. There's going to uh, be like one of those like trailer within a trailer, or like a commercial within, the, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he'll, where, he'll sneak it into like a mint mobile ad. And then oh. by the end, he'll be talking about like his Welcome to Wrexham FX show that exists for some reason. That's, I think that are we the ones that are wrong in not liking him in mm. any capacity? Because like he his gin sells well apparently, and that Wrexham show won an Emmy, right? Yeah, I don't get how everyone's not tired of this whole like, oh well, I am I'm like quirky and calling everything. I'm like it's enough. I, I he's like, I don't still get popping it. up in new stuff, not just Deadpool. He's in like that new John Krasinski movie called If that also has a trailer during the Super Bowl this evening. Ugh, from the imagination of John Krasinski, that yes. is. Yeah, from the visionary imagination. Also, an, A Quiet Place Day One uh, teaser at the Super Bowl tonight. It's for nobody. Which he didn't direct, but that's, you know, another sequel. It's like him and Ryan Reynolds are like owning Hollywood. It's just weird. Yeah. They're basically the same guy yeah. when you boil it down. They are. Yeah. I would feel like The Office was sort of like Ryan Reynolds' mediocre rom-coms from the early 2000s and comedies too. And then they both kind of did that to get their face out there and they got a couple of hits and then they both like went through the roof with like one or two big ass projects. Yeah. I think that's like spot on. (sighs) quite frankly. I just knocked the wind out of my sails. Just <laughs> no. the fact that all that exists. Can we I, talk about something fun? Yeah, I was going to list like the other trailers, but I mean, it'll just make you sadder. But let me sneak them in real sneak quick. Sneak them in anyway. Twisters, the 25 years too late sequel to Twister. Oh, great. Moana 2, Knuckles, which you might be wondering, is that a spinoff of the Sonic the Hedgehog about oh, no. the red guy who has big knuckles? His name's Knuckles? Yes, that's what that is. Uh... Inside Out 2, Despicable Me 4, and Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. The suckiest part is that if Knuckles does well, which, like, the fact that Sonic did well is such a fluke, Mm. if Knuckles does well, they'll make a Tails movie. That other guy? Do you even remember Tails? Were you a Sega boy? I do, and I think Tails is in the second Sonic. Okay. So, yeah, they probably will spin Tails off. Wait, wait, wait. Is this a third Sonic well, not only is that coming out this summer, this is a spinoff movie just about Knuckles. So, uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm like, correct. no, this is just Knuckles I'm, in this one. I'm getting my timeline messed up here. Is there was was there an original Sonic movie that did not do well, and then they rebooted it with James Marsden and Jim Carrey? No, that was the first one. Got it. But they took the people made fun of the animation and they retooled it and brought it out six months later and then it did well right correct got it okay yeah which that was sucks. like surprising everyone was like oh he looks shitty this is gonna be horrible and then it came out and like everyone on earth saw it and loved it i guess we watched it i don't remember it being anything yeah i shut the second one mm. it's like even for kids movies it's like rough stuff i i can't abide it certainly you have a much higher capacity for pretty much put, putting paying attention to anything. So for me, if, if, I, if I check out within three minutes, it's over. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, especially for kids stuff. It's like, I'll sit there and watch one as long as it's well made. Like Inside Out 2, I'm mm. sure that'll be a, a cute little tear-jerking piece of work. 
Speaking of tear-jerking pieces of work, Taylor Swift has announced her plans to make her feature film directorial debut after her tour finally ends. How's that grab you? It's never enough, huh, Taylor? <laughs> just you got it. You made a billion dollars on one tour, and now you're just gonna. You got to keep. You just got to dig into everything. Mm. I'm, I understand. I'm greedy. I'm a workaholic. I understand. But like, maybe take a break. Yeah. Just you know, breathe a little. I actually am sort of a convert in terms of uh, enjoying her music. I'll say. I I tried to take the contrarian stance that she sucks for a really long time, and some of her songs are just great. And I'll yeah. give it to her, but Sometimes. I'm I'm sick of it. Mm. It is a lot with her, especially like Super Bowl. She's basically in it today. Mm. I'm sure she'll be a fixture. Probably, I can't believe she's not the halftime show. They got Usher as the halftime show. And there's rumors that Justin Bieber's going to pop up, which that would actually be kind of cool. I mean, I guess that's something. Who did Usher pay off? Like, how did Usher get this gig? I'm under the impression that he's kind of at the tail end of it because he doesn't he have like a residency in Vegas? Yeah, in, I'm, I'm, this seems like a huge get for him. Right. I'm like, who is Usher to be like, when they announced that, I was like, Usher's still around? I would be like surprised or rather, I would have not been surprised if Usher was the halftime show 10 years ago mm. or maybe even 20 years ago. But and this is definitely not the first time he's done it either. Do you think he opens up with that yeah song? Like that would be sick if he came out with uh, Lil John and who else was on that track? Um, Big John, I believe, oh. and uh, Big Sean Parsons. Baby, you brutes, Usher. I enjoyed your work in the faculty. Hmm. I thought you were good. Um, but maybe Usher will wow us. Maybe. And maybe Taylor Swift will wow us with like a David Lynch-esque nightmare-fueled directorial debut. That'd be kind of sick. Can you even believe it, Taylor? She's a visionary. Yes. Uh, Comedian, actor, and former SNL writer Rob Schneider set to release his first book. (laughs) You might be wondering, what's this book called? It's called You Can Do It. A phrase phrase which he has just pummeled into the ground. I gotta be honest with you, that made made me laugh. Fuck, I feared it might. I like it. No, he got me. Fuck. If I met him, I would say it. You can't do it. Also, the subtitle is uh, "Speak Your Mind, America." I think this is like a. He should have called it "Making Copies." Brian actually had a great tweet. He was like, once they, once the publisher gets their hands on this, they're going to be making copies. Like, uh, yeah. I was like, this is terrific stuff. He got, he beat me to it. I guess I didn't know the book existed. So I'll just say we're on the same page. Yeah, great minds. The, uh, but this book, I can't believe how long he's been milking this phrase that he said in several Adam Sandler movies. I remember seeing The Waterboy in the theaters before we even knew each other. So that's how long ago that was. I think it was either 97 or 98. Mm. Like eighth grade would be my recollection. It was funny once. It's like, oh, he's the only you can do it when someone like needed to do it. Then he would just pop up and everything saying it. It's like, no one's even doing anything right now. Like, why are you saying this? I need a supercut of all the you can do it's in movies <sighs> that didn't need it. Yeah, it's probably like a grandma's boy. Him coming in and as like a waiter or something in certain movies is always kind of funny to me. 
and I don't dislike him. I just I do believe that the 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 or the rather South Park like his stapler is not that far off from the mark in terms of his relevancy. Yeah, it is amazing that he had a run where he was headlining feature films. He had a show like the Rob Schneider show, and it ran for more than one season. And it was with his actual wife, who's like a literal ten. A word? It just, I think, if memory serves, it was his real wife. But it, it got um, more than one season, which is the first mistake, I guess. So I don't know how this is all happening. Mm. In, yeah, I don't either. It's like, yeah, it's just puzzling. Mm. But dabadoo. Um, Burger King will pay you $1 million if you come up with the next great Whopper idea. Hmm. It's not really movie-based, but... Make but, it edible. <laughs> Where's my million dollars? I mean, you don't like a Whopper? I'm team McDonald's all day. I wouldn't go into a Burger King if you paid me. What? It's for poor people. <laughs> McDonald's BK. is where it's at. I'm a huge McDonald's guy. I mean, they do forever. better most stuff. I like a Whopper, though. I like a BK Burg. Sean, what do you think? Do you like to go to Burger King and eat hamburger sandwiches? Is there any other kind? <laughs> I mean, I'll take that. That's... That's something. Sean, I, I believe you said that you could eat three or four Whoppers in one sitting. Is that true? I never said that. Mm. I do enjoy, what do you think about it? Like Burger King or McDonald's? I'm gonna say that we are on the same page. We both like McDonald's best, Sean. What do you think? You and me. <laughs> Love setting, it's really more fun than setting up a soundboard, Sean. Yeah. The weather was really nice yesterday, Sean. What did you wear? Short, short, short. <laughs> okay, that's enough. This is lovely. Um, not for long. Are we doing local weather stuff? No, we're not. We're weather guys. It's gonna, it's gonna snow. I hate it. But have you ever seen The Weatherman starring Nick Cage? Underrated. Mm. And Christian Bale has announced he will star as Frankenstein in Maggie Gyllenhaal's next movie. That's a hell of a sentence. I'm gonna say it again. Christian uh -huh. Bale will star as Frankenstein in Maggie Gyllenhaal's next movie. Rachel! <laughs> um, yeah, this will be a reunion. She played uh, the second version of Rachel Dawes in mm, The Dark Knight. The much, much less Fuggin'. sympathetic, less attractive, less whatever character. Mm. That just like, I was like, yeah, Batman, go ahead. Let her burn to death. <laughs> I hate all recasts. Oh, it's Anytime the worst. they recast a major character, I'm like, this is just, I can't stop thinking about it. It is very distracting. There's no, there's no ignoring it. When you look in the, it's like, you know, it, this is not an, an reimagining. It's, mm. it's supposed to just be the same person. Yeah, it's just annoying. And also Christian Bale-wise, <clears throat> I saw a story where he's been working on this for like 10 years and he opened a series of orphanages in England. Oh, good for you! <laughs> Across the pond. I'm like, this is literally what Bruce Wayne does at the end of The Dark Knight Rises. I'm like, this is a pretty cool move. Um, are the orphanages full of, like, sexy little kids? or? <laughs> yeah, only only sexy kids. All right, cool. At this orphanage. As long as they're all good looking. And, yeah. like, you know, like, you adopt them. I don't know where I'm going with this. I can't do it. <laughs> Not today. Like, get the bloody uggos out of here. Put them all... Put them all in a ditch out back. Um, we had some a little bit of sad news this week. A uh, friend of the show, Toby Keith, is dead of cancer. Fuck. He was... Uh, that's a name I've heard. 
Is this one of his tracks? Now, Toby Keith and I, were, we go way back. Wow. Hank's here in a full three-piece suit giving a eulogy. This suit is made out of uh, snake skin, and I'm here to discuss the fact that uh, the Taliban song is the best T- Toba Keith song because it talks about the Taliban and how much we don't like them. Mm. Yeah, they're no good. I didn't really prepare for this. I just knew that I couldn't talk about a country star dying without being here, so uh, I'm, you know... Hank had something prepared. He put it down on the podium, and he's just speaking from the heart at this Toby Keith funeral that we find ourselves at. We're going to be having a candlelit vigil on my ranch, if you uh, would care to come. Uh, It's whites only. It's going to be tonight at uh, 8.30. So everybody can come. Uh, Like I said, everyone except for Monty and uh, anyone who is white is welcome. Okay. Have a great day, y'all. I'm going to be there. Mm. I'll tell you that right now. We are white. So we'd be allowed. That's kind of racist, though. I don't appreciate that. Hank is uh, a parody for those new listeners. It's not a real view of anyone here at the podcast. <laughs> I love the idea of someone being like, whew, like, thank God. <laughs> Somebody was... tuning in and they're like, they they have a white supremacist on the show? Yeah, like getting this far and be like, wait, wait a second. Who's the, <laughs> what's up with this Hank? Folks, the laugh is that racism is so stupid that it's funny. Damn. That's what, that's the character. As is the like weird child molester bits that pepper in every now and then. That's funny too. Speaking of racism and child molestation, two themes that Spike Lee's covered in his work. Oh, his new film that was such a strained <laughs> fucking. He has though. It's true. As I got to the end, I was like, okay, this kind of makes sense. Uh, he's announced a new movie with Denzel Washington. This is another classic collab. Denzel and Spike Lee making another movie together. All right, okay, 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 <laughs> here I am. Called High and Low for A24. The film will be a remake of Akira Kurosawa's crime thriller of the same name. You know, my last movie uh, was very boring. Mm. So I'm, uh, I'm, here to, I'm here to make a good one that everybody wants to see. Was your last one The Equalizer 3? Well, there was that, and the, I was really thinking about Macbeth. Oh, yeah. Oscar yeah. Beta was terrible. The Coen brothers shouldn't work alone. <laughs> Wow. Denzel, I agree. How's this Denzel? I feel like it just sounds like any black guy, but it's pretty we're good. working on it. Okay, okay. It's pretty commanding. My I'm son like, is a hack. My like, Denzel's here. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't love your son's work, although I think Tenet is dope. What do you think of Tenet, Denzel? Well, if I, if I could tell you what happened, I'd say it was a better movie than it was, but I still have no clue <laughs> what's going on in that movie. I mean, I they think sh- Christopher Nolan insists on himself. They should make a sequel. A lot should of people they? have said since uh, like he should play the older version of the character in the sequel because it's his son. I'm like, this would be sick. Mm. Well, you don't even like Denzel. You and you're. Are you feel like you converted on Tenet? Like you watched it, you hated it, you watched it again, and then you were back in. Yeah. What sold you on the second watch? Was it at home and you were able to pay better attention and you figured out what was happening, or were? You- it's just like a fun, it doesn't, not all of it makes sense. He even said in an interview recently, because he's been winning everything for Oppenheimer. And right. And been doing interviews. He's like, not all of it makes sense. I just thought it would be cool. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how I read it. I'm glad, like, the guy who made it thinks that, too. I'm mm. just like, I don't know what's really going on, but this is dope. All right, all right. Sometimes it works. Not always. Um... Hopefully that Spike Lee one will be a hot one. I feel like he hasn't had a good one in a while. Do you watch the Grammys? 
No. Miley Did Cyrus you? won a couple. Yeah, I was happy about that. Hey, how you doing? Thank you so much for this. Oh, Miley. Oh my how you God. doing, Miley? I mean, I just had a Siggy, but I want to thank everyone for uh, letting me produce this. That's pretty good. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, she it was her first Grammy, uh-huh. and she won two uh for i believe like best record not best album but best record for that song flowers and then i don't know what the other one was for mm-hmm. and uh killer mike of you know outcast and run the jewels fame i guess was he won a couple of grammys and then i guess he got in a fight with someone and was arrested at the grammys which is fucked up mm. and uh i don't know that felt racist to me somehow it did let seem- the guy have his award when you watch it as a supercut, because I saw a clip of him getting the award and then the clip of him getting escorted out, it did play that way when it's edited one to two. Yeah. But I mean, that's on us, probably. And I'm wondering, like, is it because he's not a member of the Illuminati like Will Smith that he was able to have an issue with violence of some sort at an award show that he was the star of and not just stay for the rest of the show? That's a good point. Will Smith is 100% drinking the like child adrenochrome blood or whatever and at those like eyes wide shut parties. I bet Will Smith was somewhere at the Grammys potentially having gay sex. Mm. Wow, Scott, (laughs) you were right on the money. I was at the Grammys in the back because they don't let me sit in the front anymore because they're worried that I will slap someone. They make you sit in... The back of the bus at the well, Grammys? I wouldn't have said it like that, but that's what it felt like, man. I was back there with Jada. You know, did you hear that she was in the news the other day? Two men tried to break into her house. This is not a bit. That really happened. <laughs> oh, shit. Will's getting real. My guess is they were looking for me. They were co- some of my friends, and they were looking to have gay sex. <laughs> and she just got caught in the shrapnel of that. The funny thing is I've never been nominated for a Grammy and the fact that I won an Oscar is ridiculous because that movie stunk. And the nominees for Best Gay Sex are <laughs> Will Smith, Miami. Wow. Here I am. I, my, I'm going to put the award right up my ass. I'm like, is this, is this sex or weightlifting? <laughs> no, we were doing butterfly curls. <laughs> Speaking of Rob Schneider. Wow, this is a great collab. Have Will Smith and Adam Sandler ever worked together? Uh, Seems like a fun duo. At the Illuminati meetings, maybe. Other than that, no. Uh, well, uh, let's both sign Netflix deals for two zillion. Dabadoo. Mm. Michael Mann is 81, uh, wow. the director of Heat and Collateral and uh, Black Hat, probably his best movie. <laughs> yes. He's best known for Black Hat, I'd mm. say. And uh, Ferrari, which you can watch on demand. Have you watched it yet? Yeah, I liked it. It was fine, yeah. I'll never watch it again. I know, it's one... I think I kind of like gushed over it on the pod here Mm. because I'd just seen it. And now I'd probably feel silly if I listened back. Do you ever get embarrassed about a a hot review where you're like, it was so good, and then you listen back and you're like, I was overreacting. Or you think about it a few weeks later, or you watch it again. Mm. Like my Batman review is like frozen in time of me just sounding like an idiot. Yeah. Plus we had that guy on that I don't like anymore. And it just, the whole thing mm. was sour. That whole episode is soured. I may delete that out of the zeitgeist. <laughs> it's gone forever, folks. Folks, that'll be a lost dope app.
Mm. No, we got to keep it up for posterity. I know. It'll look weird without, like, if it just jumps an episode. That would drive my OCD fucking nuts. Yeah, I just felt ill. I know. Uh, Did you see that porn star Lisa Ann got arrested at a Matt Reif comedy show? Wow. People getting arrested at events. This This is wild. I actually, I saw the clip of her getting escorted out. And she says something silly. She's like, I did nothing wrong. I don't know what everyone's talking about. She's like, I was just trying to enjoy the Matt Rife show. <laughs> she like turns it into an ad for him like while getting arrested. I have a hot take about Matt Rife. And I had this discussion with Lucy the other day because I was watching an old Dice stand-up. Because we're seeing Dice soon, so I'm trying to gas mm. myself up for it. It's next, oh. uh, like a month away. And... Um, and I was watching Dice and he does, you know, he does like some like confots and like Lucy got offended and was like, he's such a misogynist. And I said, no, he isn't. And here's why. Mm. Dice has had a female opener for a large portion of his career, Eleanor Kerrigan. She's hysterical. And he's was, you know, a father and had, I think, a couple of wives, but whatever. He's a family man and he's a good guy and he's doing fucking shtick and it's satire. Mm. I use Matt Reif as a reference. He is a misogynist. He is someone who hates women Mm. and who has a shitty opinion of women and who almost resents his... Someone else said this part, not me. He resents his own career and fan base because he wants to be Shane Gillis and come out and do a black eye joke as an opener and get everybody, a, a domestic violence joke to get everybody to laugh and go, oh, he's so crazy. Mm. But the joke bombed on the special and it bombed hard in my fucking bedroom with me. Mm. And he's not funny. And I used to defend him and say that people were hating on him just because he's handsome. And I completely take that stance back because his special is really bad. And he's the definition of a misogynist, a guy who's like, Got handsome later in life, probably date raped women, allegedly. I'm making it's not even an allegedly, no one's ever accused him of that, but he just seems like a fucking scumbag. Mm. And the way that he talks about women, that's misogyny, not Dice. Okay. I'm over here now. And Dice is still over here now. Dice, yeah. And Dice has chops. He pops up in a lot of movies yeah. and he's always good. He's in a Star is Born in something of a scene stealing performance. I'm over here now. <laughs> Uh, Channing Tatum will star in Roof Man <laughs> with Derek C. in France set to direct. The film oh. follows a robber who lived in a Toys R Us store who then broke into more than 60 McDonald's, then emptied the cash registers after herding the staff into freezers. Cool. Sounds like a wacky crime caper. Crime! People who don't remember, Derek C. in France did The Place Beyond the Pines, which I can, I'm picturing like Channing Tatum in Ryan Gosling mode in that movie. And Blue in Valentine? This, in Place Beyond the Pines. Well, no, I'm saying he did that too? Yeah. Okay, good. Just thought so. But like, That'd in be like good. robber gritty mode. I like Channing Tatum, and I think that he has more chops than Hollywood has allowed him to flex. Because mm. I think him being very, very attractive got in the way sometimes. Like it kind of has maybe for Jake Gyllenhaal or, you know, uh, not so much them. Because Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Ryan Gosling both get media roles. But Mm. I think that Channing Tatum, when he has been given an opportunity to be super serious or in like a weird role, even as like the gimp in This Is The End, I think he's super interesting. Or Foxcatcher, for example. I I don't know. I really like him. He had a great run. Like it was probably like 10 years ago at this point. Yeah. But there was a year where like... He had 21 Jump Street, 
Magic Mike and something else huge, and they were all like outrageous hits. Mm. And then he had some other good stuff after that. But yeah, he's kind of like tapered. I'm struggling to think of something he's been in recently. The third but, Magic Mike was real bad, and it had that COVID stink all over it because they had a Zoom sequence with all the people you were looking forward to seeing. It was yeah. it was awful. So don't judge him based on that. Yeah, Zoom sequences should be illegal and should not be allowed into movies. Mm. Um, the Oscars will introduce a best casting category starting next year. It's something a lot of people online are like, they want them to have a best stunts category. People are upset that like certain uh, pockets of the industry get left out of these things. I'm, I think I'm good with, with no more categories. If anything, they should remove categories. <laughs> That's a good take. What is this? They're trying to make it into the MTV Movie Awards. Like in the award for best kiss <laughs> goes to Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers. <laughs> the deleted scene where him and uh, Loretta Devine share a passionate makeout. I was thinking the young boy, but either way, you know, we're great minds. In. Um, That's great. Yeah. I think, no more categories. Yeah, the Oscars don't need to be adding more stuff. Although it's good to like... You know, I guess throw some awards to, you know, undersung. But yeah, the, that. Or they cut them out of the show. Have yeah, the show start exactly. at like 7 p.m. and end at 10 at the absolute latest. Mm. Not 8 to 11 or 8 to. It usually goes till midnight, right? Like the last, like they do best picture at like fucking two in the morning. Uh, yeah, it always goes like. It's a three hour show. I miss least. the end of it every year, pretty much. So, fuck off, all of you. <laughs> ben Affleck also has a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Did you see how much they paid him for that? 10 mil? Yeah. That's good dough. That's what's called his quote. <laughs> it's a little bit more than mine. Hey, hey good job, Benny. Hey, Ben. Hey, hey, remember when we made Armageddon? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yours wins. I don't even want to try. But anyway, you know that cup of Dunkin' Donuts on the counter over there? That was actually my stool. I took a sip of it because I'm deranged. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit nutty. <laughs> ben, it is shit. Hey, Austin. How you doing? That'd be a fun collab. What if I was in Austin Powers 4? I can't believe I didn't pop up as like a cameo. I do that kind of stuff all the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, my roles are less meaty now because there's really not much to it anymore. I'm losing my marbles. <laughs> I'm trying to find the Austin Powers music desperately and I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm shagadelic. <sighs> I uh, actually saw some of Ocean's 12 on TV recently, which is like the bad one. Because mm. it's so meta and low budget. And Joe, get out of here. Bruce Willis plays himself in that movie. As a fun extended came, and also I learned he was supposed to be the Terry Benedict role in the first one, and had to drop out at like the last second, and then because cast... his mind was going, <laughs> not quite yet. But then they cast Andy Garcia. Can you imagine if he, if they did a reboot now or like that prequel? He played, te he plays Terry Benedict in the prequel, but he's mentally deranged. <sighs> I mean, run and hide like my memories. <laughs> Oceans two mil. <laughs> <laughs> We got a lot of folks this time. Jojo, I got to put you down. Sorry, kitty. Hey, Julia Roberts, you and I were in a couple of things together. Do you remember them? Because <laughs> I don't. I'm just reworking Scott's bit because I got nothing over here. 
What about the fact that James Cameron has Avatar 6 and 7 planned, but has said he probably won't direct them because of uh, mortality? <laughs> because uh, He's already queued up somebody else to direct because each movie takes 14 years to make. Yeah, I love the idea of like, everyone's like, oh shit, he's going to make four sequels. And they announced that. And so far, two's come out, three comes out in like a year and a half. And he's going to direct four and five. But then he's like... That's not the end. We got plans beyond that. It's. I think that nobody but you. No, Joe, stop. Joe, Joe is excited about that because I don't know. It, I, people loved Avatar too. I'm just being a shit. I'm in it, for the ones he makes. I don't know about six and seven. Who's he going to like queue up for that? Yeah. Like who can do those movies? Like as as much as I don't enjoy them, I'm going to pause this. So we can get rid of Joe because this mm. is fucked. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I will watch. An Avatar sequel, obviously, eventually. Probably not in the theater. Mm. I was kind of bored of the second one. I, I, I do believe I'm in the minority, though. People love that shit. The work. I'm winded from removing Joe from the studio, folks. If you're wondering what the disturbance was, Joe's the cat. Um, Joe. It was the 30-year anniversary of Ace Ventura Pet Detective this week. Ooh. That's, that's pretty big. cool. I mean, what a film. What a piece <clears throat> of work. I Have you rewatched it in its entirety recently? I have, not too yeah. long ago, and it's still got the stuff. I, I say. I watched that. I watched Dumb and Dumber probably twice a year, and I hadn't watched Ace Ventura in probably five or six years, and I may put that into the queue for the year as well, because it's an, great. That's another one. Those movies came out like back-to-back -back within like six months of each other. That was then, like a, a Channing Tatum-esque run. It was those two, and what was the other one? There was a third. Mm, the Mask. Yes. And they were all like gigantic successes that everybody loved. Right. That's why he became like a 20 mil guy. And did you see that Ryan Gosling climbed the Warner Brothers Tower the other day? And he had a fun quote. Why? Saying, when I was 16 and moved to Los Angeles and was auditioning at Warner Brothers, they wouldn't have let me climb the water tower. Ten years ago when I shot La La Land here, they wouldn't have let me climb the tower. For whatever reason, right now, at this stage of my life and career, they're letting me climb the water tower. So climb it while you can, because I don't know if I'll be able to tomorrow. Wise words. I mean, he could have fallen off and died. <laughs> so that's probably not that wise. Why would he do that? That would have been sick. <laughs> Ryan Gosling falls to his death like that guy on the Marvel set. Yeah. That really happened. That did happen. Yeah. I mean, Marvel can't catch a break. They're making no. a show that no one will even watch for disney plus yeah can you imagine you die on the set of a show that's just probably going to get shelved with batgirl mm. his family at the funeral in tears as the show just sits in some fucking production studio for the rest of time it probably wasn't an accident he probably jumped seeing what a turkey they were making <laughs> you, you said that the other day uh, when I, I i sent the headline you were like yeah he jumped i lost it him just like him like that's it for me this is going to be terrible i'm out here we go um, did you watch the trailer for the bike riders that jeff nichols movie the new speaking of austin butler i did that uh it's got both of our, our voice kings austin butler and tom hardy <laughs> My motorcycles dude we're just driving around wild hogs baby do you think that the director of mud can pull this off hmm, like this gritty like motorcycle slice of life I'll give it a go. He's not bad. He did that movie Midnight Special 
that no one remembers. I shut that. Or probably saw in the first place that I thought was pretty good. Who's in that again? Like uh, Cameron Mannheim and <laughs> Jessica Simpson? Exactly. Mm. <laughs> and the... I'm leafing through... King the... Charles has cancer? Charles, no. My, my helmet! Charles, no. <laughs> I'm the juggernaut, bitch! The cancer got in his head. Uh, oh, no. Jacob E. Lordy assaulted a radio DJ in Australia after the guy made a joke about uh, salt burn and the bathwater, and I think he just punched him in the face. Oh, that seems silly. Seems like an overreaction. Yeah. That, uh, he's probably just tired of talking about salt burn. He's like <laughs> fighting his way out of interviews. Mm. He seems to be on quite a run. I the movie that I watched recently, and I mentioned this on the show a couple weeks ago, that like road trip movie with him and Zachary Quinto or Quinto is one of the worst performances I've ever seen. And I made a bet, like I said previous, I made a bet with Trey that he'd be relevant in 2029, that he's that talented. And I think I'm I'm way off. I don't think it's there. I don't know that, like you've said, I think Euphoria is never going to see the light of day. I think it's done. I think the show itself is cursed. They've had like four major parts of the show die in the last couple of years. And all the star, everyone else is on the much bigger and better things. Yeah. Sydney Sweeney's in movies, and Zendaya's in movies, right. Jacob Lordy's in movies. They're going to be like, what the fuck am I coming back to this like show? Five years later, I'm supposed to be playing a high schooler. Yeah, like, like the chubby, slutty girl that looks like the girl from Modern Family is the only one they could bring back. <laughs> She's like, I'll get naked again, whatever you need. Hi. Look at my belly. Hmm. She's actually kind of sexy. That was rude of me. I'm sorry, guys. That's Ooh. I'm talking about misogyny. I shouldn't be judging another woman about her body. Another woman like I'm a woman too. You are Maybe that was a Freudian slip because inside... There's a woman within me. Like, I have two wolves. Did you feel like a woman when you saw Drake's dick pic the other day? Uh, I was going to play Man, I Feel Like a Woman, but I think a Drake song is funnier. Is Drake hey, how cover- you doing, man? It's me, Drake. Hey, it's Drake. This is my cover of Man, It Feels Like a Woman by Sheryl Crow. I, in, fact, in fact, I did see that video of his big giant cock. <laughs> it's one of the biggest dicks I've seen outside of pornography. I mean, let's call shenanigans on it. I think it's been doctored. I think it's. I think industrial light and magic <laughs> worked on this photo. You think it's a fake penis? Yeah. Or I just think that it seems like he released it. I feel like this wasn't. Oh yeah. I feel like it was a it was a photo from his own phone with his face in it, or a video from his phone with his face in it of him laying down in bed with like the base of his cock between his fingers and he's like waving it back and forth. And it, it's like, a, it's a solid nine. <laughs> it's like a big giant dick. Fucking. I got a little boned up, you know? Mm. No? Elaborate on that. You know, I wouldn't mind, you know, getting in there with Drake, mm. putting his penis in my mouth. <laughs> what the fuck am I do- hey, doing? Hey, Hank. How you doing? Hey, Hank, thanks for joining me and Will Smith down here in the show. Wow. Chisel. Drake, your penis is so big, I don't even know if it will fit in my open ass. <laughs> Jada said, I have permission to have sex with you because you are a man. Um, 
Jesus upstairs on red table tile. Like Drake is downstairs <laughs> doing unspeakable things with Will right now. With like her mother. <laughs> oh, that's good. But I gave him a hall pass. Mm. Do you remember that movie with Owen Wilson and Jason wow. Sudeikis? Wow, Jason Sudeikis, your career really took off. <laughs> Ted Lasso. He like was courtside at some game the other day doing the Ted Lasso dance, and it made me sick to my stomach. <laughs> like, can we get can we get away from this show, please? Yeah, put him in the obits. I think he's in the obits. Uh, Ted Lasso is in the obits. I don't need that show anymore, man. I don't know what people see in it. I watched like a good portion of it because Lucy was watching. I don't even think we finished it. It's like so wholesome. He's like, let's get in a circle and talk about how good we are. Hmm. Get yeah, out of here. It's it's bad. The we avoided it. I never got into it. Never, no. never, never. Um, I think I'm almost out of news here. Tramana. Did you watch the premiere of Curb? I did, in fact, and I, felt, I didn't love it. I didn't either. It felt very off to me. Yeah, it felt even though the show was back last year. This felt like it had been gone for like a lifetime and like everything was just, there's a scene towards the beginning where he's like yelling at his GPS. The GPS is like, take a left. And he like does this really extended like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like yelling at his GPS. And it gave me like old man. Yeah. I felt like I was watching like grandpa on the Simpsons yell at a cloud. Like I was fucking meme. I must admit I was thoroughly disappointed with the season 11 premiere. I didn't laugh much. I, I was forcing laughs just because I was like, I have to laugh and I have to enjoy this. And it just, it felt like this third season of I Think You Should Leave where like parts of me were like, there's stuff about this that's good. But I'm grading Larry David on a really strict curve given he's one of the funniest dudes ever. Yeah. And... Yeah, you expect the world. and like It was it, bad. I didn't think it was like bad, but it was definitely lacking. Especially for like a premiere. I yeah. was like, ooh, I don't know about this season. No Vince. No Vince, although he does pop up at some point. I saw him in the trailer. Mm. I don't know. It just kind of, it was mainly the GPS scene. I was like, this is yeah. a bad bit. And it made him seem like an old man. He's been old for like the entire run of the show. But now he seems like elderly. I, or at least he did in this episode. What was the scene? They were like at the airport. The, also the girl who was the... The guy that blackmailed him's daughter or niece that got now she's famous and it opens up with her. Yeah, she's bad. She's real bad. I forgot when when the episode started with her, I was like, I completely forgot about this character. Oh no, she's still like so in the mix. I think that the storyline of her being blackmailing her way into a television show is what is happening in real life. And they're just doing this meta thing for themselves. I mean, that would be the only thing that would make sense of why she's still... She on the show, that's is, great. Either she's doing the world's best job of bad acting, acting as a bad actor, or she's just real bad because it stinks. It's not funny. Mm. Her now they've now she has a dog. She didn't have a dog at all in the last season. Where'd that dog come from? And the whole thing is everyone. She's on talk shows. Everyone like, look at how confident you are. You're a scene stealer, and it's just her going like, hey, 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 whoa, whoa. And she's just loud and obnoxious, and like has a hateable, punchable face. It's just. Yeah. That character's got to go. And the Leon, as much as I love J.B. Smoove, and I do believe that the Larry J.B. Smoove stuff's one of the funnier bits in television, mm. it's a bit overdone now. 
And they've done it. They've done every angle of like, ah, Larry's an old out of touch white guy and he's a cool black guy. And this yeah. is the, the interaction between the two of them. Look how different they are. Mm, that's true. It is. Yeah. It's just one note. Like, yeah. It was like going through the motions yeah. in this episode. Maybe it'll heat up. It would be like me trying to come up with something about like being shocking and gross, like it was original and unique, like doing the Will Smith voice. Like, isn't this innovative and groundbreaking? I mean, the fans. This open so. ass bit. <laughs> I wow. Thought, I thought it was pretty innovative. If I was on Curb, I would probably have gay sex with Jeff Garland. <laughs> know what I mean? That's a big bowl of wrong, Will. Oh, Will. <laughs> and yeah, he's kind of exhausting. But, um,. Have you checked out that Mr. and Mrs. Smith show? No, but I watched a clip of it. It looked decent. Yeah, it, I didn't love the first episode, but then I just kept going. Oh. And it gets way better in episode two. And now I'm on like episode four and I'm like in. I'm Is it definitely, Amazon? Definitely going to watch all of it. Yeah, it's okay. on Prime. It's, uh, it's delightful. We've been watching all sorts of crap. A lot of Family Guy still. And what if, nope, I don't feel like doing it, but what if we were on Family Guy and the song plays and Peter and, oh, how you doing? (laughs) Wow. Uh, Well, I'll I'll save it for reviews. I have a few things. I watched actually a decent amount of stuff this week. Okay. Do we want to take a quick break or do you have any other news? Uh, No, let's break. All right, cool. We're coming back. We're going to cover the Julie Louise Dreyfus, uh, You Hurt My Feelings. Talk a little more about Curb, maybe. I suppose we covered that. Uh, Hightown Season 3 is really a hot one. Um, Nicholas Braun's Cat Person and uh, Jeffrey Wright's American Fiction. So stay tuned. Wow. Mm. Welcome back, everybody. That was a very poorly recorded uh, clip uh, of Adam Pike from the Patriot Cinema's Hanover Movie Theater's, uh, I guess, intro music years and years ago that I recorded on my, I want to say, iPhone 3 and then uploaded to YouTube and then have since ripped into a soundbite for the show. As you do. Mm. What's happening again? We're back. Um, I'm sorry, I'm low energy today, fans. Scotty uh, had a big night last night. We don't, you don't want to go into it, but Scotty was killing last night. Eh. He went up at a big show and he killed. Eh. That's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Take a stand. <laughs> the uh, I the only thing I watched really was the new Sydney Sweeney Glenn Powell vehicle. Anyone but you. I'm gonna go. Which uh. Just got re-released in theaters. I think it's called Anyone But You, The Valentine's Day Encore. Ugh. A extended edition with a few more scenes. I think I watched the regular one on uh, demand. And it was fine. It was... Uh, they touted this as like the return of the romantic comedy. Because they don't really make those anymore. And then... They don't? I guess they don't, yeah. That, especially like ones that go to theaters. 
doesn't really happen much anymore. And uh, it's not great in the way of comedy. Like, they're kind of a good duo. But it's because they're fucking in real life. Fucking. Is really that all that is. It's just like real sexual chemistry. And her husband somehow is hanging in there. Or a boyfriend or whatever he is. Yeah, and they... They're, neither of them are like the best actor. They're both just like babes. It's mm. like, this should be a porn. This shouldn't be like a feature I'm film. Fucking if I was there, fucking oh. sucking on her fucking tits. Oh. You know what I mean? That's what you would have done? Fucking, I'd suck Glenn Powell's dick too. <laughs> fucking kidding me? <laughs> fucking get over here. Glenn Powell's like, can I get a cut? Who's this fucking guy? <laughs> fucking kidding me? Get out of my trailer, bro. Who just showed up on set. It was supposed to be me and Top Gun, but like I'm too fucking fast, so fucking. they didn't even want to fucking, they couldn't even fucking put my plane on camera. It was just too mm. fast. I also heard your dick was too big to get fucking. into the cockpit. You see the fucking Drake video? Like that's fucking me, but like even oh, bigger. Oh, word. Fucking kidding me? Damn. Sydney Sweeney was fucking loving it. <laughs> fucking big dick I can't believe you and Drake tag team Sidney Sweeney fucking he wasn't there just that plays music so it's fucking dope <laughs> fucking guy likes Drake fucking okay. kidding me it's fucking sick it's so dope dude um but, I don't want to watch that it's, what's it's it called again fine anyone but you it dumb was, title it was just like it was there mm. it was watchable in the way that like romantic comedies can be you watch like, it on oh. that fire stick here it is hitting all the beats of the hits, yeah. I liked you saying on demand, like mm. you're undercover. <laughs> like like the like the FCC is going to listen to the show and be like, we got them, folks. I mean, <laughs> we got them. They're big fans. Um, yeah, okay. So we can skip that one, even when it's free on Netflix in probably six minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty whatever. We also watched the Julie Louis-Dreyfus vehicle, You Hurt My Feelings, from the director of Friends With Money, which is funny because my first note is... This just feels like a less fun Friends with Money. Mm. It's definitely another one of her movies. She also did that one with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and James Gandolfini, Enough Said. I saw that in the Loring Hall with my mom. It was good. That's a charming one. I like that one. Yeah, like all her movies are very slight and kind of forgettable. They're all the same. They're all just about like adults in New York trying to like balance their work and life. And you got like some quirky characters thrown in there. They're good, like, slice-of-life movies. Like, this one's about Julie Louis-Dreyfus overhears her husband talking about how he doesn't like her latest book. And, like, he's been telling her that he loves it for, like, years and the whole time she's been working on it. And, you know, she gets all, like, fucked up as a result. I liked how, like, slight and weird it was. <laughs> I, if I think if I were in the right mood for this, I might have enjoyed it more. But it just felt like a day in the life, like a real, it was, her, her movies are almost too realistic. Yeah. They are like yeah. just watching people that seem familiar just going through like a day. Mm. And yeah, they can be a little like cynical. Like all the characters are like, ugh, fucking about like everything. But I don't know. This one grabbed me. I watched it at like the right time. Yeah. And yeah, it's very indie in that like it just kind of ends at one point. It's just kind of like a, like, a, but it was very watchable and I thought it had some good sly laughs. The David Cross therapy scene with the girl from Two and a Half Men, whose name I can't remember, was fun. I yeah. thought, well, there's two of them, I think, with the main character. I thought that was, yeah, they play a couple who are like upset at the therapy they're getting from the guy and the guy's like fed up and he's just like, 
yeah, I think you guys should break up. And David Cross is like, dude, you can't fucking say that to us. <laughs> like, I thought it was a very funny, like... Yeah, that was like, fun. It's like, you're a therapist. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it was, uh, it was very funny. Owen Teague of It fame. What, the movie It? A kid, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that is what he's from. Yeah. I don't know. I I wouldn't say it's bad. I, I don't remember what I gave it on Netflix or rather with Letterboxd. I just, I was sort of disappointed by it. I mm. I think because you sold it, you said you were loving it. And I was like, all right, great. And I was in the mood for uh, a guarantee. Yeah. But classic over. just caught me at, the, I, that's what I'm worried about doing with our next review, American Fiction, the okay. new Jeffrey Wright movie that's actually nominated for best picture. So I feel less worried about an oversell because, you know, it might win. Mm. Honestly, I'm, I think I'm, I'm thinking about betting on it. The odds on DraftKings are if you bet $100 and it gets Best Picture, you win $4,200. I got to get on DraftKings, start betting on Just pissing movies. all your money away? Yeah. I don't even know if I'll bet at all. Because if I hit, it's like I hit last year and I've been thinking about it ever since. And luckily, it's just sports and the Oscars because otherwise I'd be t- I'd have a tough time. Yeah. Like if I was betting on like when Will Smith will have gay sex again, <laughs> I'd be a billionaire by now. It's like, sorry, sorry, kids. I, I bet... I bet all my money on the fact that Will Smith would slap Chris Rock again. Mm. It didn't happen. Um, American fiction, for those that have no idea, I went into it totally blind. I knew that it was, you know, obviously a movie that a lot of critics were falling in love with, but that's all I knew about it and that Jeffrey Wright was in it. So it's a novelist who's fed up with the established profiting from black entertainment, uses a pen name to write a book that propels him into the heart of the hypocrisy and madness he claims to disdain. Mm, sounds very workish. Yeah. Sounds like a piece of work of I don't even know what to compare it to. There's a lot about it that I loved. I mean, they shot most of it in Situate, which is great, because that's, for those that don't know, it's a beach town on the South Shore on the way to the Cape. That's sick. Right next to where we grew up. Also, I forgot to mention, they filmed most of the Sidney Sweeney Glenn Powell movie in Boston. Interesting. Movie set in Boston, it really, it'll really plus something up. It'll make me like look up and be like, oh, okay. I'll like sit up in my chair. That tax credit's back, I guess. Yeah. Um, Sterling K. Brown does a lot of really good stuff in this. Um, I always have loved him. I thought he was great. I think he's great in most things, in particular Waves, the A24 movie. I thought he was awesome as the father of the kid who kills that girl. He and is really good in that. He's just great. He's a pro, yeah. He plays like a hardo gay guy in this, mm. and he's just like jacked out of his mind and like doing cocaine, and he's just like all over the place. He plays Jeffrey Wright's brother. They couldn't possibly be less brotherly or look alike, so it doesn't work in that capacity. But he is great. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright's very like hello, like very honestly, I'm a Jeffrey Wright guy now. I haven't enjoyed a Jeffrey Wright performance since Broken Flowers, and I've pretty much said that he's a miscast in most things, and I do feel that way. But this, he was unbelievably good in this, like awesome. I'd like, I gotta see this because yeah, I've been a little tired. He pops up in so much stuff, and I don't know. So I bought it. So check it out on the iTunes. Issa Rae is in this. She's funny. Um, who else? Bunch of people. There's a. There's a. The one of my favorite characters is played by Adam Brody, and he just plays this like white Hollywood douche. And it's mm. like the movie very much is poking fun at corny white people and their interpretation of black culture, and them like being so sold on something. He basically takes a story he writes it in two seconds and it's just this like gritty urban like new jack city kind of script almost or or story mm-hmm. and it's you know it's in ebonics and then like 
they love it. All the whites from the publishing company and then from direct or from production companies love it. Mm. He starts meeting with all these white people and then like they want that character of the guy who wrote the book. So he pretends to be this whole other guy. He's like a really straight laced nerdy professor type, mm. but now he's doing the black scent and acting tough. And he has this ah. lunch with Adam Brody and he's like, hey man, how's it going? And like, mm. it's it's very funny. And Jeffrey Wright does a lot with a little and- yeah, that sounds good. It's it's awesome. And it really, I had this feeling from minute one, I was the guy who plays the assistant in old school, the like dorky guy who's Jeremy Piven's assistant. You'd recognize him if you saw him. I don't know. His, I couldn't tell his name for the life of me. He yeah. and Jeffrey Wright get into an argument and it's very funny. And I was like, I have a good feeling about this. Okay. And it just rolls from there. And then they're in Situate and Brookline and all other stuff you might recognize. The director is Cord Jefferson. He's a guy who I think he worked in the writing department. The, the, I like when a writer turns director and they have a good vision. Mm. Like he wrote for part of the script for Watchmen, I think. Okay. So he's just a guy who's been in the business for a while and never directed anything. So he knows what he's doing and mm. it's well done, but it's a fresh new take. Yeah, um, this sounds like very original. I loved it. Interesting. I loved it. There's a scene where Sterling K. Brown's doing cocaine on the phone and he's talking to Jeffrey Wright and he says, I've taken a lover. And Jeffrey Wright goes, oh, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, homophobe. And he's like, I'm not upset with you saying ha having sex with a man. I'm upset with you saying I've taken a lover. Hmm. And it's just like really funny. And like we say, slight little jokes. And yeah. just that I have a co-signer guy from The Departed plays a publisher, which is kind of funny. Mm. This sounds good. It's yeah, excellent. I, I have only heard of this as like the movie that's up for some Oscars that nobody's seen. So I'm glad that it's good. And now I'm, I'll watch it tonight. Watch, I was going to say, watch it when you get home. And just the commentary in general on how goofy fucking white people can be in this day and age, like tiptoeing around racism, landmines, when like in reality, black people are way cooler than a lot of white people act like they are. And it's almost like you don't have to act like you're afraid of offending everybody with every word that you say. And this movie kind of puts that on display. Mm. It's just really well crafted. It's interesting. It's Obama's favorite movie of the year, which I think is kind of funny. Uh, ten out of ten. Loved it. What did Michelle think, Barry? Uh, she thought it was whatever. Mm. She shut it. Actually, did you actually watch the movie from a projector, uh, shooting the image onto her massive shoulders? I did. That's this, nice. Good only, way to view a film. Best way to watch it, mm. I would say. How's the boss doing? <laughs> He's good. So that's American fiction. <laughs> I loved it. Um, did you yeah. watch anything else besides we talked about Curb? We talked about Hightown season three. What else you got? The Mr. and Mrs. Smith show I right, mentioned. Right, right, right. Amazon Prime. I feel like I watched something that I can't remember. I'll think of it like <laughs> in an hour. But yeah, I mean, some Guy Fieri, Diners, Drivers, and Dives. Watched a bit of that uh. the other night. Oh, you're out? Uh, I don't know. Is he just him? The way he eats bothers me. Like when he takes bites, it's always like a big bite with sauce. He's always got sauce all over everything. He's a sauce guy. I'm, I'm I like a sauce too, but like he's like like these big big giant bites. Just, <laughs> come on! And he's always eating in the kitchen, standing up. He does take hilariously big bites. He'll take a bite and then like he'll take a second bite before even chewing. He really yes. he really goes to town. I'm surprised he's not much fatter. My guess is he's blasting cocaine in his <laughs> off hours. That'd be so funny. Him just like doing coke, eating the most unhealthy food in the world. You're Something's like, there. Something's going on. Get back in the convertible. Keep it moving. 
Um, would you say that's enough then? I think I've covered everything I got. That's probably enough. Um, where can the folks find you? Most importantly, Hoops. I mean, follow me at Skip Seasoned on all the things. Follow South Shore Boys and listen to that. Uh, shoot us an email at enoughpodcast at gmail.com if you have any pressing matters you'd like to discuss. Any questions, comments, concerns? Right, where can the fans find you? Um, Ankfit.com. So I'm trying to get more clients in the space for the new trainers, and we're we're busy. And assuming that I don't have nine fucking snow days in the next few weeks, it's going to be a good couple of weeks. Ooh. Oh yeah. We're also doing an event uh, on the 17th, which is next set, not this this coming Saturday actually, with Jay from Physio X. He's going to mm. be doing uh, like foot screenings for people in terms of like foot health and posture. And I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm not 100 percent sure what it is. That's his job. So mm. he will be in the lobby of the Ank Fit Newton. So come on down between nine and eleven, Ooh. a time you will never forget. Um, the 17th. Hell yeah. Folks, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, man. And have a good one.